Welcome to the Beauty Brand Launchpad. I'm your host, Mark Kaiser, AKA Mr. Mags, and here we're diving deep with tangible tips, tricks, and mindsets to take your beauty business to the next level so you can stop trading your time for money and start building your future. Because I truly believe that once you've equipped yourself with the knowledge of what's possible for your beauty brand and the steps of how to get there, it's just a matter of finding the path that best aligns with you. So come join me as we go through this journey together and have this be the launch pad for the beauty business of your dreams. All right, welcome back to the Beauty Brand Launchpad Podcast. I'm excited that you're here. We're actually trying something new this time around. Um, We're actually doing a video podcast, uh, which is exciting because hopefully this is a way for you to connect with me on maybe a a different level that you might not have the opportunity to with just audio. Or if you just like the audio, you like to throw in your earbuds like I do, like when you're at the gym or in the car, you still have that option too. But I wanted to kind of reach out to as many people as possible as far as you know, in their way that they like to consume content. So this is me doing a video podcast. So um, the nice thing is, is if you're on Spotify, I'm pretty sure that you can watch video podcasts on Spotify. Uh, If not, you can watch them on YouTube as well, or you can just listen on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen as well. So you've got options and I'm here, I'm here to serve. Um, But really, yeah, I just want to get this message out to as many different people as possible. So if I can be on different platforms and spread this message, then it makes a whole lot of sense, right? And so first thing, uh, I, I wanna apologize for not releasing a podcast last week. I've been trying to be consistently bumping out a podcast every single week, and that was the first week that I missed. And the reason being is I was a little overwhelmed with, I was preparing for LashCon, I was doing a breakout presentation where I was teaching people about how to create and launch a thriving online course and online course business. And so I was just kind of running around with my head cut off, making sure that I was prepared, right? Because the truth is this is the first time I presented it in front of like a live audience, like face to face, like I can see your faces, right? Like I've taught this virtually and different things like that, but this was this was like kind of a, a different monster in a way. And so even, I, I wanna say there's maybe like 40-ish people. So it was like a smaller breakout room, which was good, but it was still nerve wracking, right? Um, but that's why I wasn't able to get the podcast out last week. Uh, so I apologize. We're going to get back on track starting this week. And we're going to start with the video podcast because I think it's a really cool way to get this message out there like I was just talking about. So let's get into it. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the power of pre-selling your courses. And so this might be kind of, it might be a little controversial just in the fact that People, I don't know, I think there's just a weird feeling, especially in the beauty industry, about pre-selling a course that you haven't actually created yet. And so I want to talk about that, talk about some objections you might have, um, and different reasons why I think pre-selling your course is a great way to go to get your course business started, especially, uh, because there's just so many things that's working uh, against us, and it's really hard to get as the momentum going, right? And I feel like this is a great way to you know, make sure that you're making progress, right? Because that's ultimately the goal. And with the biggest thing that I've seen when it comes to my students and working with them inside of Online Beauty Empire is that they they tend to drag their feet to actually launch their launch their course. Like they're they're motivated when they first get in. They they're learning all the things. They they're learning how to create these lead magnets, build their email address, and they're doing these different things. But when it comes to actually filming the course and launching it, I can just feel like the momentum is like this and then it just dies down, like it just craters. And I think there's a lot of reasons for this. I think the biggest reason is that it's really hard to put yourself out there like that. Like 
it's one thing to say, hey, I'm in business, I'm taking clients now, like come get a service from me. Like, I feel like that's completely different than trying to sell your knowledge and expertise online because really you're, you're having people validate yourself in a lot of ways. Like you are your brand, you are the thing that you're teaching. And so you're basically having people like, you're asking people, Hey, do you find me valuable? Do you find my information valuable? And so I think subconsciously we get stressed out because we're, no one wants to be rejected, right? Like that goes back to when we were first created, right? If we were rejected from the tribe, that ultimately meant that we probably wouldn't survive because, you know, we, we were hunter gatherers, scavengers, whatever you want to say, like, and we, our survival was absolutely dependent on, you know, the people that we were with. And so, you know, that's, I think that's really like the core that comes down to it in our reptilian brain is that no one likes to feel rejected. We want to feel included. Right. And so the idea of putting yourself out there and releasing that course and having that moment of truth being like, okay, let's see if this works. Like that's scary. That's really, really scary. And I know that's what a lot of people deal with. And then all these fears and doubts come up, whether or not like, is my course good enough? Like, what if people don't like it? What if they complain about the quality? What if they're not happy? Like, these are really, really common things. Like, they're so common. And I'm, I'm seeing this with my students quite a bit. And so for me, I'm trying to think of ways of like, how do I get them this win? Because I feel like once you, once you launch your course and you get a handful of people signing up, even that first person to sign up for your course, it's almost like the whole world opens up. Like that, that limiting belief, that old belief that, you know, questioning whether or not you could actually sell something online, it almost like immediately disintegrates when it has proof that you can't actually do it, right? And then it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of us are wired this way. Um, and so in my mind, I'm trying to constantly think, what can I do to get them there quickly? Like, how can we get them the win and show, hey, this is, this is possible, for, not just for me, but for anyone. And so once it's possible, then it's easy to use that momentum behind you and keep going and moving forward because you already have that proof that it works, right? And so that's why I think pre-selling your course is so valuable because pre-selling your course lets you validate your course and offer idea before you put in all the work, right? Like, I think that's a big thing. People don't want to put in all this time and energy and effort just for it to not be successful, right? They, they, they want a sure thing. Like more than anything, we want, we want control. I think a lot of us struggle with this. I struggle with this. Uh, the idea of needing to be in control and knowing what the outcome is going to be. But the truth is, is like, we really don't know what's going to happen. And the only way we're going to find out is by taking action, right? Like we have to move forward. Like that's the only way for us to continue on and seeing what's actually possible. Like we can hypothesize and guess and do all these different things and have all these different theories. But the truth is, is we're not going to know until we put it out there and test it, right? It might sound like a great idea to you and your friends, but they're not the ones pulling out their credit cards and signing up for your course or, you know, signing up for your free PDF or whatever it is, right? You don't know until you start trying. And so that's really kind of like the, the hat you have to put on as a course creator and as an online business owner is that you kind of just have to be a scientist in a ways. And, you know, you have your hypothesis, you have these things that other people have done in the past and they've been successful as well, but then you still have to go in tweaking it, right? Like you have a, a decent baseline to work with, but it's still not a for sure thing. You're still gonna have to test things. You're still gonna have to try things. And then you kind of go from there, right? Um, 
Like for example, I've been working on a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is just simply a way for you to give something of value to someone for free in exchange for their email address. Like you're, you're magnetizing leads. Leads are people to go on your email list that you can lead them through the customer journey. And then ultimately, hopefully they, they sign up with your course or whatever else you're coaching. Um, right. Because the whole goal is building an email list. Cause that's a big asset for us, uh, having that direct line of communication and different things like that. So I've been working on this lead magnet and in my mind, I'm like, this is great. Like this is going to be really good content because, um, in all my pre-launch training stuff that I do before I launch online beauty empire to get people excited to sign up for it. Um, part of it, I talk about how to create an irresistible course, right? Like who wouldn't want an irresistible course that gets people to sign up right away. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like I could teach this little framework, the irresistible course framework. Um, I could do like a quick just video training because that would be faster for me than trying to design a, a good looking PDF and format it and all those different things. And so I went through the motions of creating the video training. I created the opt-in page. I did the headlines and the bullet points and what was included in all these different things. And the truth is, is that that lead magnet struggled. Like it was really, really struggling. And so I was running ads uh, Facebook and Instagram ads to people who had never heard of me before. Like this was my way to kind of expand my reach and not just focus on my Instagram following because right now it's, it's pretty small. So I'm looking to, to grow and to expand and different things like that. Um, and so that was kind of my mentality going into it. It's like, I'll run some ads. I can reach more people, but also I can get, I can figure out how to target people that are interested in what I'm teaching. So the next time I launch, say I do a webinar or I do an, another three part video training series, then I can, I can expand more outside my following again and have a bigger launch, right? Invest some money into it. And so that was kind of my mindset going into it. I'm like, let's just test this out. Let's see what works. And that, that was a good thing that I did that because if I came in with the mindset of like, oh, this needs to be a slam dunk. I need to be getting these leads for cheap, 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 right? Or like, it's not going to be successful. But the truth is, is I was getting, I ran it for about a month. I want to say two, three weeks, something like that. Um, I ran ads for that for, and I was spending like maybe 20, 20, $30 a day. And I was getting $33 leads. Like for one email address would cost me $33. Like it was bad. Like it was really, really bad. And granted, so to kind of give you some, some insight and some comparison, some contrast. So when we were running, Maggie had a free, um, photo, uh, photo, like posing or photo secrets. It was like a photo guide, essentially. We'll just call it a photo guide. It was a photo guide on how to take really good lash photos. So it was targeted specifically for lash artists. And we were getting like a dollar 80 leads, you know, 80 cents, like $2, like they're really, really cheap leads. And so, but I, I, I have to preface this as well as like who I'm targeting is, is a little bit more of a smaller market. It's, it's, it's really niche down, right? Like Lash artists, like that's pretty niche in itself, but I was targeting people in the beauty industry who actually want to create courses, right? Not everyone in the beauty industry is going to want to create a course. So naturally it's going to cost a little bit more money to get in front of those people because it's, it's a very niche down topic, if that makes sense. So I was planning on spending a little bit more. Um, and also ad costs have just gone up in general, just because, uh, you might've heard this, but, uh, iPhone users, iOS, they came out with an update basically uh, allowing you to turn off tracking. Like, so 
um, apps like Facebook and Instagram, they couldn't track your uh, your activity outside of the, the app itself. Like they couldn't see what websites you're going to, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so for a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't want to be tracked, right? But in my mind, like this, this is kind of hard for small business owners because the more information that Facebook and Instagram had, like, yeah, like it feels a little weird that they know so much about you, but it allowed them to really get targeted uh, and get your ads in front of the right people, right? Like for me, I would rather have really, really nailed down ads that are specific to me than just broad general ones that I'm not really all that interested in, right? So like I didn't turn tracking off on my phone. Like I wanted to be really targeted with my uh, with my ads because I want I don't want to see stuff for, you know, lingerie. I don't wear lingerie. Like I, I don't, um, but you know what I'm saying? And so with that update, which happened, it was just a few months ago, maybe six months ago. And so naturally ad costs have just risen in that because we can't be as targeted. And so $33 compared to, I was hoping to be around like, you know, four or $5, you know, $3 would be amazing. Like I, I just didn't really know what to expect because this is kind of a new market for me that we're getting into this year. And so finally I turned it off my ads after two or three weeks. And so, because I, $33, just isn't sustainable. And so I'd started thinking about it. I'm like, obviously there's, there's a disconnect here, right? Um, there's, there's a disconnect either with my ads or maybe it's a landing page or what it is. And so I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, maybe me talking about an irresistible course, like doesn't resonate with people in the beauty industry. Like people who's, who are in the course creation space, they're marketers or different things like that. Like that would, that would be appealing to them. Like that's what I would be interested in, right? That's the language that I would use. But as someone in the beauty industry, they're probably, they're probably thinking about something else. Like something else is going to be more attractive to them. And so I went back to what is their core desire as a lash artist, like, or, or someone in the beauty industry, what's their core desire to actually create a course. And just like, you know, learning how to do a specific skill in the beauty industry and getting in the beauty industry in general, it's because you want to make money, right? You want to be in the business. Um, you want to be in business for yourself. You want to have that freedom. You want those different things, right? And so with that mindset coming in and really focusing on their core desire, which is wealth, creating money, right? I went back to thinking like, okay, well, maybe irresistible is not the right term to call it. And so I came up with the idea of calling it like your six-figure online uh, online course guide or something like that. And it was like the secrets to creating a six-figure online course, uh, like online beauty course. It was something along those lines. And so I'm taking the exact same framework. I'm still taking that irresistible course framework, but I'm packaging it in a different, in a different way. I, I'm putting in a bow on it and I'm talking about how to make six figures in your beauty business compared to creating an irresistible course, right? It's really specific to what their desire is, right? And so instead of doing a video, I just typed up a, a quick PDF uh, the six-figure online course PDF, and I put it together. And so I, I, I used the same landing page that they opted in 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 for with their emails and everything else like that. I just kind of tweaked a little bit of the copy to make it fit for six-figure, right, instead of irresistible course. And then I threw it up, and I ran the same exact ads. Well, the same ads. It was the same ad message, but again, I had to change. These were video ads. I had to change what I said slightly. I had to say six-figure online beauty course instead of irresistible course framework, right? So I had to change the, a couple of those things. So really it was it was the same exact thing, just in a different package. And so I threw that up there. I did the new ads, they got approved. 
And now I'm getting $7 ads, $7 compared to $33. And so that really comes down to understanding your messaging and things like that. And then, and the more that I'm talking about this, the more I'm like, how does this pertain to pre-selling your course? And I think it's really what, what it comes down to this is the correlation I'm trying to make is that you don't know until you go out there and test it. Like you need to validate your offer and your idea. And so pre-selling your course, saying, uh, reaching out to your audience and being like, hey, I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying that they struggle with this and they're frustrated because they, they can't do this and they've tried all these different things and no matter what they do, like they just can't figure it out. So uh, if this is something that you're wanting to fix, I've actually been thinking about putting a course together. And so uh, if there's enough interest, um, I would love to, to release this with you and work, work out with you. Um, and so I'm doing this for like 10 people. Like you could do what's called like a founding members launch. And so you're like, it's going to be super discounted. Um, once it's fully released after this, it's going to go up to this, um, this high price. But if you get in on the founding members launch uh, and pre-order the course with me, you'll get a discount. We'll work together and make sure that you are seeing the results that you want. And you'll help me build the course so other people can be successful as well, right? So you're kind of positioning it as like, hey, I haven't created this yet, but I know it can get you great results. We're going to work together and make sure that you're successful. And in exchange, you're going to get it for a discount and you're going to get, you know, closer interactions with me or something like that. And so that's what you could do to pre-sell your course. And what's really cool is that you're getting money up front. You know, like people can say all day long, like, oh, that's a great course idea. I really, really like that. That doesn't mean anything until they actually pull out their credit card and give you money, right? People are nice. People are going to say like, oh, I really like that idea, right? Because they don't want to be rude. But if they were truly interested in what you had to teach and it was a big enough problem for them, then they would have to pull out their credit card, right? You know, like I, I think this happens quite a bit. And so here's, what, here's what's awesome about pre-selling a course. I know there's a lot of pressure when it comes to pre-selling, um, but think about it this way. If no one buys, say you put out a, a pre-sell and you're like, hey, if you guys are interested, go ahead and buy the course is going to be released on this date and no one buys. Okay, yeah, that sucks. But also it sucks way less compared to if you were taking all this time and energy to create the course outline and then film it and then edit it and do all these different things. Like you put a ton of work, a ton of time and energy and money into this course and then have it completely flop on its face, right? Like that would that'd be devastating. You'd It would be really hard for you to to find the motivation to keep going, right? Like it, we almost need that first quick win to show what's possible to keep moving like I was talking about. And so if no one buys, that's great because all you have to do is be like, okay, this something isn't resonating here. Like I know people have struggled with this, you know, different people are talking about it. So maybe I need to come at it like at a different angle. Maybe my, my messaging around it is off. Maybe I need to change the name of it, kind of like my lead magnet like we we're talking about. Like what can I do to make this more attractive? Or you might be thinking, okay, this is, this is not the right fit. This is not what people need. This is not a big enough problem for people to spend money on. So maybe I need to go in this different direction, right? Like that's really, really powerful. And you can save yourself so much time just by pre-selling your course and getting people to commit in that way. And then on the flip side, let's say someone buys or a handful of people buy, right? What happens then is that you have built-in accountability. You promise something in exchange for money. You said you're going to deliver a course on a certain date and people give you money to do that. So if someone, if people sign up for it, you're like, okay, like there's no excuses now. Like I need to move forward. You're officially accountable. People are relying on you because the truth is, is I think we try and do internal accountability. 
which as humans were terrible with internal accountability. Like how many times have we set a new year's goal, a resolution to lose weight or to do this or to eat healthier, whatever it is, or, you know, make this much money in a year and we don't hit it or we fall off the wagon in February, you know, like that, that happens so often. It's because us internally, if we're the only ones keeping ourselves accountable, like it's probably the one of the weakest ways to keep ourselves accountable because it's easy to make excuses. It's easy to just want to stay in bed. If you've told yourself that you're going to wake up at six in the morning to go to the gym, right? Like we, we justify things in our mind because doing these things that we're working towards is uncomfortable. And so a lot of resistance is going to come up to keep us away from our goals. And so by making your accountability public, by putting yourself out there, you have to show up no matter what. I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but me putting myself out there with this last uh, online beauty empire launch, like this was the biggest launch that we had done today. I knew we had to do something more to get to where I, I wanted to go. And so I, I just kind of set my target out there. I'm like, okay, we're launching this date. It's going to be a three part video series. I knew that's what we needed to do. I didn't have any of the content created. I had nothing uh, going for me at that point, but I knew I needed the accountability or I just keep pushing it off or making excuses excuse me, and different things like that. And so it's no different. It's no different for you. And I have to tell you those, those few weeks leading up to that launch and putting on the the content together, because it was literally like night before each and every single training, I was like doing last minute changes and figuring things out. Like I really didn't know what my content was and what I was going to be teaching. And so again, all those fears came up of like, what if no one shows up? Like, this is really based on engagement. Like, what if no one's live and engaging with me? Like, this is going to be really awkward. And all these fears and doubts and what ifs start piling up. And I've never been so stressed in my life. Like, I literally was making myself sick. I could feel it. I was getting a head cold. And and it was, it was affecting my dogs even. <laughs> they started getting diarrhea. We had to take them to the vet. And um, they were talking about how I was, like, asking. They, they had some, they had a name for it. Like they had some sort of like, it's like some bacterial thing or some, something that was causing the diarrhea. And I'm like, oh, what causes that? And so they, they were asking, they're like, well, have you boarded your, your dogs recently? And I'm like, no. But in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, being in contact with other dogs, they can kind of pick it up. And so I'm like, oh no, but we are in an apartment complex. There's tons of dogs here. So they're constantly interacting. And, but she spoke up the, the front desk lady. She's like, well, really it's, um, it's kind of like an anxiety thing, like being separated from their, their humans or whatever. It, it makes them anxious, which leads to diarrhea. And I was, and I realized that they were picking up on my energy, my stressful feeling of launching this course that both of them, not just one, I have two dogs. They both had really bad diarrhea and it cleared up pretty quickly after we got some antibiotics and different things like that. But it, it's just so interesting that yes, it's very stressful. And I think this is people's biggest objections when it comes to pre-selling their course is that they're like, I just get so stressed out. Like I, I don't do it. I freeze whatever else. And I think that's just our excuse. That's our brain, our ego trying to keep us safe, right? We're, we're doing whatever we can to keep ourselves comfortable by pushing ourselves out of that comfort zone. That's really, really uncomfortable to the brain. And so it's going to, you know, red flags up and be like, Oh no, we like, this is not where we want to go. Like, nice try. Like, I'm going to bring you back in, right? Like, that's what our brain is doing. And that's why I think people are saying that it's stressful. 
but I can't tell you how empowered I felt after that very first training and people were engaging live with me. They were, they were all in and it was just such a great experience by that point that even just showing up and having that engagement and overcoming those doubts and those fears in my mind, at that point, I didn't even care how many people were going to sign up for my course at the end of the three days. Like I just felt like I cracked the code. Like I pushed back, pushed past my comfort zone in such a big level and really showed up as a leader that that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I wanted to so bad to be like, ah, you know, I'm actually getting sick. Like I'm getting a cold guys. Like I I really apologize, but we're going to have to push this back a week. I could have easily done that, but I knew deep down, I had to keep reminding myself, like you have to keep moving forward. This is your body stopping you from progressing. And this was no different last weekend, uh, coming up with this presentation, all the fears and the doubts and everything else like that was popping up. But what was cool is after I, you know, I practiced it a few times and I worked out some of the kinks and the flow of it. Like I stopped being nervous. Like I was really nervous leading up to it. And I think what helped too is like, I wasn't looking forward to this presentation. Like I didn't want to fly out to California or anything else like that. I'm like, ah, that's kind of a pain. Like we have to, we have to find someone to watch our dogs and whatever else, you know, making these excuses. But I finally decided that I need to switch my mindset around it. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a really fun weekend. I'm going to meet a lot of people. We're going to have a good time. They have some like pre and after parties. Like this is going to be like a really fun event. And I haven't really been able to connect with people in a while, right? Like since COVID, like things have been really hard to, you know, especially in big groups of people, right? And so I changed my outlook on it. And I'm like, this is an opportunity. This is going to be really fun. And once I did that, all like the anxiety and the fear went away. Like even when I was getting ready, like to go up on stage, like I was really calm. And normally like I've got like the butterflies in my stomach and I'm, I'm really anxious. But at that point, I'm just like, this is going to be a fun weekend. And whatever happens, happens. Like it's not good. It's not bad. It's just going to be, it just is right. And so like when you kind of shift your expectations, like everything changes, like everything is based off our expectations. Like if we feel like something has to go a certain way for us to be successful and we just don't quite get to that level, then it's going to feel like a failure because we have that expectation. Right. And so it's, it's important to manage our expectations, right? It's yes, you need to push yourself and you need to keep moving forward, but also stop giving meaning to it. If you don't hit that goal, right? Everything is growing, like making this progress. Like we're, we're, there's growth inside of that. Right. And so we need to appreciate the growth for what of it, for what it is. And that, I think that's just such an interesting concept because 2021 has been by far the hardest year of my life. We moved, you know, from Salt Lake city down to St. George, which is about four hours away. I left my friends. We left our, our town home there. We, we really just started new and I just found myself becoming a hermit. Like I wasn't getting out. I wasn't in Uh, interacting with people and like it really closed off and it created a really hard year full of ups and downs. And for the first time saying, uh, feeling like I, I was dealing with depression and it was something that I just came out of. And while it was the hardest year of my life, this has also been the year that I've seen the most growth, like by far, because even though like there's so many times where I felt like shit and they're just constantly dealing with the roller coaster of emotions of ups and downs and whatever else, like I still, kept making those baby steps. Sure, they might not have been the steps that I wanted to be like big and consistent, right? Like we all have these big goals and we 
envision ourselves being consistent with them and showing up every single day. But the truth is, is like a lot of days, like I didn't show up, but I, I tried my best to make sure that it didn't lead to multiple days and like still make a little bit of progress. Right. And keep moving forward. And that's when we had the biggest, I had the biggest growth personally. You know, I launched a podcast, I launched a couple courses and I, uh, had my big launch with my course and I really put myself out there. Like I'd never done something like that to that level. And then I got asked to speak at LashCon as a breakout presenter. Like all these things happened because I started showing up as a leader and moving forward, even when things weren't ideal, even when I was really at my lowest, like I had some really dark thoughts, like thoughts of like, what's the point? Like, why am I here? Right? Like, like nothing's working out to me for me in my eyes. And I keep, I feel like I'm just keep hitting a brick wall. Like, why am I here? Like I had like really, really dark thoughts. And um, this year was just especially hard for me. And so even with that, I was still able to move forward and still just take that baby step, right? And keep doing whatever you need to do to keep moving forward. And so what I'm trying to say here is that to kind of go off on a little bit of a, a different route than what we were talking about is that by pre-selling your course and getting that first initial, just like, oh, I can do this. It gives you belief. It gives you belief in yourself and what you're working towards. And there's nothing more powerful than belief, right? I feel, I feel like the biggest thing stopping us are limiting beliefs, beliefs that you're, you're not worthy. You're not worthy of success or, abundance are these big lofty goals that you tend to dream about. Like you're not worthy of that. You're not worthy of the success that other people have that you look up to. Like you're, you're not enough of an expert. You're not, you're, you're not all these different things. All, all the negative conversations that we have in our head that continually just perpetuate. They just keep going nonstop for a lot of us. And it's easy to go with a spiral with all these negative thoughts. And so by pre-selling your course and putting it out there and be like, yes, this works. Those immediately crumble and you have this new belief because it's supported by proof. Like it's hard. You can't deny it. Like there's money in your bank account. People pulled out their credit card, right? There's no denying it. And so you just keep moving forward. And so it's, that's the biggest thing is getting the belief and then the momentum behind you to keep going. And each new level that you push yourself, you're going to have limiting beliefs and doubts. Like those are going to pop up. That's, that's unavoidable. But by having that first little burst shows you like I'm in the right spot. I'm exactly where I need to be. This is what I need to be focusing on. And, and you just have to keep building off that. And so that's really my message for you is like, consider pre-selling your course, consider what's going to be the, uh, the path of least resistance and go for that. Like you could do it really simply. You could just throw something quickly up on your website. You could do an invoice even just like a, you could jump on your story and be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. If you're interested, you know, it's going to be $300. And then if people DM you, you send them an invoice for $300 and then you're like, okay, course launches this day. I'll reach out to you. Like you, you don't have to overcomplicate this. Like you don't have to have all the fancy tech and the cameras and this and that you don't need those things. You can be wildly successful and do it simply, right? Like don't give yourself excuses. Just, um, in the tech world, they call this the minimum viable product, MVP. Like what's the bare minimum minimum that we have to do to get this out there and get people and, and test it out and see if people resonate with the product and whatever else. Like be thinking MVP, minimum viable product. And for pre-selling a course, 
that's an invoice, maybe a, a little sales page with you kind of talking about what you're planning on including in the course, like bare minimum, use, pull out your phone, jump on your stories or film the video and then post it. Like that's all it is. And just get moving forward and ask questions, see what people are struggling with and see how you can help solve that problem. And the more conversations you have, the better of an idea of the course that you should be pre-selling, right? And so that's my goal for you is like, get out of your head, get out of your way and just move forward and, and start seeing some progress because that's when like the true magic happens. So I hope you've enjoyed this video, this podcast. Um, if you're joining me on Spotify or YouTube, you know, reach out to me, let me know, you know, uh, take a screenshot of this if you have to, or do a little screen recording, post it to social media, whatever it is. Like, let's get this message out there because I hope this is resonating. Like for me, this is the biggest thing is like the mindset of it. It's something that you constantly deal with. So I know that you can, you can relate with this stuff. If you've tried moving forward with courses or if you've launched a course and it hasn't been successful and you're feeling down and you're starting to question yourself, like just know that you're not alone. Like everyone goes through this, this progression as they're building up their course business and, and the different things like that. So you're not alone. You're great. And I'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Brand Launchpad podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to take a screenshot and share and tag me in your Instagram stories. And make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Every like, review, and share helps spread the Beauty Brand Launchpad message and is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.